Mm-hmm. Yes, you have, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Video. Audio. Five, four, three, two, one, and we are live. This morning, we'd like to invite your attention to the book of Acts, beginning with the 27th chapter is where we're going to, the uh, Holy Spirit is going to allow us to plow through this morning. Acts chapter number 27. Acts 27. Father, I thank you now. I thank you, Lord God, for setting the atmosphere. I thank you, Father God, because truly, Lord God, you've been so good to us, and we're very thankful. We're very grateful, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for salvation. We thank you, Lord God, for deliverance. We thank you, Lord God, for prosperity, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for good health. We thank you, Lord God, for a sound mind. Thank you, Father God, for the mind to come and be in fellowship today, one with another. And most of all, God, to to be in the presence of your Holy Spirit. Now, Father God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would just hide me behind the cross. We pray, Father God, that the teacher who is the Holy Spirit, he will come and he will teach us that which we need to know. And he will prepare us, Lord God, for that what we're about to face. And Lord, we thank you for it right now. We humble ourselves under your mighty hand of you, God. Allow us to decrease as you increase. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. We want to start in the book of Acts, Acts chapter number 27. On Wednesday night, we, we talked about um, standing in faith, not in fear. And that has a special meaning for us that we shared on Wednesday. Uh, <clears throat> there was a pastor that was, uh, when Katrina uh, took place in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, and um, he was sharing about what they was facing when... Um, the storm came and as they were facing things and the water was coming up in the church and they had a stairway and uh, he said as this kept coming up they were going up higher and he saw these eyebrows he said he saw and he said it spoke to him and said stand in faith and not in fear and so he was able to get his people from the lower level to the higher level and I have not forgotten that because Two years prior to that, he uh, had had a dream about two bodies of water coming together, and uh, God manifested. But and Wednesday we talked about standing in faith. We talked about storms, and so today we're going to continue. And um, I always look for confirmation to God's word of what what I'm supposed to receive and what I'm give to God's people. And on yesterday, Doctor Miller, I was riding coming from somewhere. I don't know where it was. But he, he called out my topic, and I didn't say anything. I just kind of smiled. Um, but today our topic is going to be indicators. 
Before we enter in any kind of storm, there are always indicators that allow us to see what's going on and what's happening. Amen. So in Acts chapter number 27, we're going to look at some indicators that we need to be aware of uh, when we are uh, approaching a storm. So uh, God always warns us, you know, never think that he does not, but he always does. It's just that sometimes we just don't listen. Amen. Or we want to overlook. Okay. Now, Acts chapter number 27, and we're going to start reading at, uh, at verse number 7. Now, we have to understand that here Paul has now is set forth to go to Rome. Um, but there's some things that has to transpire before he gets to his destination. The same way it is with us. There are things that has to transpire in our life before we reach our destination. Now, <clears throat> We talked about on Wednesday that anytime God has called for us to go somewhere or destined for us to be someplace, we can always expect opposition. We just have to make sure we keep our mind and our uh, focus on, on God. Now, in verse number 7 in Acts chapter number 27, verse 7 says, And when we had sailed slowly, many days, indicator number 1. There will always be a slowdown. And when we had sailed slowly many days, and scarce were come over against Nidus, the wind not suffering us, we sailed under Crete over against Salon. Now, there are some words here that we need to know the meaning of in order to get a full understanding of verse number 7. Remember now, they're sailing slowly for many days. This is the first indicator. When you're at warp speed, sometimes it seems like everything is going for you, everything is uh, happening for you, you're just moving, moving, moving. And all of a sudden, there's a slowdown. That's an indicator. That's an indicator. And so when we look at those indicators, we've got to uh, be mindful of the indicators. Now, the first thing said that, that and scares were come over against leaders, leaders. Now, the word lead us there, it means a duration of time. So, they're going slowly, and, the, and it's, it's been a duration of time. It means age. It's a duration of time that's taking place here. That's the reason why we're slowing down. Then it says the wind, and we talked about the wind uh, on Wednesday night. The winds did not, the wind not suffering us. Now, when it says suffering, it's not permitting us to have further progress. So if we're not progressing as quickly as we had before, that's because there's some oppositions there. So, so that, that, that opposition, opposition, which is suffering, it has to be there. Then it says, we sail on the creek. Now, oftentimes when oppositions come, it says we sailed on the creek. All of a sudden, we want to take another route. Now, the word uh, creek there, it means carnal or fleshly, immature. You know how it is when, when, when you want something to happen and it don't seem to be happening fast enough, so we like to take a, another route rather than, rather than thinking, okay, this is an indicator that I'm supposed to stand still, you know. Because a lot of times instead of us standing still, we'll move forward because we want that thing to happen when we want it to happen, right? Ain't everybody been there besides me? Amen. And this is a house of honesty. Amen. We can, we can be real with our own self. And most times what happens is when we move outside the will of God, then there's some consequences to it. Amen. So here now it says they sailed on the creek. In other words, they begin to sail not in their flesh. They're moving in their flesh because there's a slowdown in their progress. Not realizing God says this is your first indicator. Sometimes, you know, thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, I think uh, Sister Esther talked about this morning. They was on their way here, and there was an accident on 85, and they had to turn around and take a different route. Sometimes when God has us going, uh, uh, backing up a little bit or slowing down a little bit, it might be something down the road that's going to cause you harm. So, therefore, we have to be able to listen and watch out for the indicators that are there. Amen? So, that indicator was talking about a slowdown. It's talking about a slowdown. Amen? It says, over against uh, uh, Solomon, Simon. Simon means it's a disturbance there. So the flesh will disturb. Then verse 8 says, 
and hardly passing it, it came unto a place which is called the Fair Havens. Sometimes we'll continue to move. We're looking for a place now to, to carry on with our insanity. It says, hardly a place which is called the Fair Haven. Nigh unto was the city of Lassie. Lassie. Now, the word Lassie there in Greek means wisdom. So, as they continue to move forward, they, uh, they're moving in the flesh now because of the fact Crete means flesh. Now, rather than them slowing down, they're moving now in their flesh. So they keep sailing, and they come to a place now where they think that they're going to get the wisdom that they need. Amen? And verse number 9 says, Now, somebody say now, Now when much time was spent. Remember, they're sailing in the flesh. Now when much time was spent, and when sailing was what? Now dangerous. Because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them. In other words, the word Paul, that means to be restrained by the word of God. Oftentimes, God will restrain us. He will send us a word. And see, the word is a restrainer. And once we understand that the word is a restrainer, what happens is that sometimes because we've moved in our flesh and we begin to walk in our flesh, we have to be reprimanded, right? So, so a modest means to be reprimanded or it means for you to take a different course. Amen. A lot of times we don't want to take a different course. We want to stay on that course we own. Amen. Even though it's saying now that it was very dangerous. Their sailing was now dangerous. The voyage that they were on was now dangerous. Sometimes the journey and the voyage that we are on Sometimes that thing can get dangerous, and we want to make sure that we're hearing God and not operating in our flesh. Amen. Amen. We have to make sure we don't operate in our flesh, because a lot of times we will operate in our flesh thinking that it is God. Amen. But you've got to know the enemy when the enemy is operating. Amen. Amen. So now in verse number 10 says, and said unto them, now, the word will speak to us if we will allow the word. Remember, the name Paul means to be restrained by the word. Okay? Now listen what's, what's being spoken in verse number 10. Verse number 10. Here's indicator number 2. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. Amen. That, that's the number 2 indicator. The Holy Spirit, he will, and he's a he. You know, he has a personality. He will speak to us. Verse 10 says, And said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with we will hurt and much what? Damage. Not only of the lighting and the ship, but also of our lives. So the word spoke here, and the word was saying, as he's saying to us, the lighting represents the cargo, that, that foundation of power that we carry on the inside. All those gifts that God has given us on the inside, that treasure on the inside, if we sell erroneously, uh, then we can cause damage to what God has placed on the inside of us. Because, see, we are those vessels, it says, and the ship, which is a vessel. But he said, our lives, sometimes God will let us go through some things, but our lives are still here. Yeah, amen. We, we can get some, to be tore up. Amen. We can, get some, we can get some damage. But indicator number two is that the Holy Spirit will speak and say, don't go here. Don't do that. Don't go that way. Go this way. The Holy Spirit does speak. Anybody in here, the Holy Spirit speak to them, tell them not to do something. Amen. But watch what happens when, when, when the Holy Spirit speaks and we do something differently. Amen. 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 We do, we'll do something differently. Listen, how do I know we'll do something differently? Because I'm human and you're human. Amen. We are all mankind. We are made from the same, the same batch. So therefore, we will do something contrary to what the Holy Spirit is saying. Amen. So the Holy Spirit has spoken, told us, this is going to happen. You're going to have some damage now. You know, you're going to suffer some consequences, but your life will be spared because you refuse to hear. Now, verse number 11 says, nevertheless, ooh, nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship. Now, who's operating the ship? The flesh. Remember the word creep? They, they, they begin to sail under creep. They begin to sail under the flesh. So now what's really a leading is the flesh and not the spirit. 
Okay? So it's, it says here, nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by what? By Paul. You know how it is? You can tell people what the Bible say all day long. And most times, because they don't know what's in the book, they will come up against God. God is the word. You know, it, it happens all the time. Well, no, I think he said, no, no, no. What does the word say about it? What does God say about it? And, what, and it depends on what God says is what we go with. But here, because they're selling up under the flesh, and the flesh is their owner and their master, naturally, they're going to listen to what? The flesh. Amen. So when the spirit is speaking, we'll follow the spirit. But when the, when the flesh is operating, then we're going to follow the flesh. Now, let's see what happens. I, I want to go to Proverbs chapter number 27. Keep your place in Acts 27, okay? But we're going to go to Proverbs chapter number 27. Just for a moment. Proverbs chapter number 27. Proverbs chapter number 27. Talking about indicators. Indicators before we run up on something that we can't handle. Amen. Because there are always indicators. Indicators. Proverbs chapter number 27 and verse number 12. Are we there? Proverbs chapter number 27, uh, verse number 12. Verse 12 says, what kind of man? A prudent man. A prudent man is a wise man. A prudent or a wise man, what does he do? He foreseeth the evil. Then he what? Hides himself, but the whole sample pass on and are punished. So at one point we were wise, and then on the next, next time we were we were the simple person. You know, we, we can be both in this body. Y'all know that, don't you? Amen. We can either be uh, wise and foresee evil, see evil, and then we can hide ourselves from evil, or we can just keep on going in our stupidity, and the Word says be punished. At least that's what the Word says. Amen. All we can do is go with what the book says. Amen. Amen. Now let's go back to, to uh, Acts chapter number seven, 27. Let's go back to Acts chapter number 27. Amen. Amen, amen. I don't know if the Lord needs to give us another extra hour of sleep or not. Or sometimes I think we still be sleeping. Amen. Amen, amen. Just calling what I see. Amen. Just calling what I see through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, Acts chapter number 27. Looking at verse number 12. Amen. Verse number 12 says, And because the haven was not commodious in what? I mean, it wasn't suitable. It was an inconvenience for them to, to where they had stopped, okay? It says, the more part advised to depart this also, if by any means they might attain to Phoenix and there to winter, which is an haven of Crete, and lieth toward the southwest and northwest. Well, there's some stuff right there. There's some things right there in verse number 12. See, where they had sailed to, sometimes the flesh will take us to a place and we decide, well, this is not where I want to be because it's bringing us some inconvenience. And that's what's happening here. And it says, if by any means they might attain to Phoenix. Now, the, the word Phoenix there means victory. But th there's some things that's going on there too. It says, and which is a haven of Crete. Now, Phoenix was a, 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 a safe place for the flesh because Crete is flesh. So they, they want to be there right there where their flesh is. But sometimes the flesh will bring us some inconvenience. Amen. Now, look at verse number 13. Verse 13 now is the third indicator. Third indicator. It says, and when the south wind blew softly, supposing, that's a big word there, supposing that they had obtained their what? Their purpose. Supposing now. See, the flesh will fool you, right? Anybody been fooled by the flesh besides me? <laughs> Amen. It says, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, loosing this, they sail close to the flesh. In other words, indicator number, number three is they're going to come a false pretense. It's going to look like it's the right thing. It's going to look like it's real, but it's, it's not the real thing. The real thing. It's a false pretense. So we got to be careful and these indicators, because once we look at these indicators, we'll know 
not to go or watch out and see what God is really saying to us, uh, making sure we does not hit this powerful storm. Because at the end, a powerful storm will hit. Amen. But we just have to make sure that we are being observant of every indicator that the Lord sends. The first one, things of progress is slow. You know how it is? We like to, we're, we're in a hurry, people. We're, that's how we are. We, sister, we are in a hurry, people. We don't want to slow down. But, but that's right. We want it right now. Right, right now. But the thing is, God says, slow down. There's a reason why he's telling us to slow down. He says, slow down. You know, we have to make sure we're hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying. And then secondly, well, in our process of being slow, thank you, Holy Spirit, I hear you. That's when we hear God, when we slow down. Because the next thing happens is Paul speaks, right? And which means restrained by the word. So the word speaks. That's indicator number two. Need to slow down. Now, how many people wide open? Every day, I mean every day, every day, does not slow down long enough for God to speak. Now, let me tell you a true story about me. I can talk about me, right? I can talk about me. Got the ripping and running last couple of weeks, you know, fooling around with other men, running in work, going here, going there, doing, doing everything, and doing all this other stuff in the afternoon, just ripping and running. And, 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 and I, I, I was wide open. And one day I didn't have, well, didn't have anything to do at that particular point. And I sit still. And when I sit on my little couch and sit still and put on my music, my meditation music, at that point I said, God, forgive me. I missed it. I mean, you could feel the hunger that I had just to be in that place where I had been all those weeks. It was really, really, really good. And I, I told Dr. Mellon when, uh, uh, that afternoon, I said, you know what? I said, I miss my early morning time with God. I said, because I'll come in and spend two or three hours, and that time is gone. But when I was got myself so busy, I mean, I didn't realize how much I missed it until I went back to it. So, so we, 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 we've got to make sure we give God some time. And slow down. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, slow down. How many folks have got more and more and more and more busier? Amen. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Be honest. Be honest. Be honest. But we, we need to slow down. God is saying, slow down, slow down, slow down. And sometimes sickness has to come to slow us down. Or other things has to come to slow us down. Because in our simplicity, our simpleness of mind, we won't slow down unless God hit us. Amen. Unless God hit us with something, that's the only way we're going to slow down. But he says, this is another indicator. He says, I spoke to you. You know, the book of Job talks about, he speaks to us in one or two ways. He speaks to us um, on our, in dreams, or he speaks to us on our bed in sickness. So, he tells us how he speaks to us. Which kind of way do we want it? I'd rather have mine in a dream, because I don't want that sickness stuff, because I'm telling you, that, that stuff is rough. Amen. It's rough. So, that's an indicator. God is speaking to us. God is speaking. He speaks now. But yet, because we're selling under the flesh, now the flesh is the... Is the the owner, he's our master. Now we're, we are selling under false pretense. Now let's look at verse number 14 in Acts chapter number 27. It says, but not long after there arose against it a temperous wind called what? Eurachodon. So what, what, what's, what's, that? what's going on here? After that false pretense is there, it says in verse 14, but... Not long after. You see, the enemy will give us a false pretense and make us think everything's all right. It'll tell us we're all right. Well, we, we know we don't be all right. Amen. We know we ain't we, where we need to be with God. We know that. But see, that's a false pretense. But what happens, it says not long after that, here comes that big old storm. You know, that's why he's trying to get us to slow down because he knows what's ahead of us. Amen. So it says, but not long after that, you know, it talks about the storm called the Eurachodon, not like a hurricane, a violent, a violent agitation of wind, a violent, uh, 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 a host of adversity started coming our way. You know, you get, you get hit one moment, you turn around, you get hit another moment, and you're like, what in the world is going on? I, got, I just got over this, and bam, I'm hit again. That's that. I see a hand going up. See, that's that you walk it on. That, see, God had already been speaking. See, the indicators was there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. See, 
You see, God knows what we need to hear when we need to hear. Amen. God knows. Because, see, indicators are always there. It's just that we don't listen to the indicators. We do not observe the indicators. And when we get hit by the storm, we then we want to know, God, what's going on? What happened to me? Well, well it's because he, it wasn't that he wasn't speaking. It was the fact that we weren't listening. That, 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 that's, that's the problem. To the indicators. All the indicators are there. The indicators are there. So now, looking at verse number 15. Watch what happens now because we've already had the indicators now. We've had the indicators. It's been slow progress. I mean, things not going the way we want them at that moment. Then God speaks to us and tells us, you know, what? He, God was plain. I mean, he was plain. He said, if you keep going the way you're going, you're going you're gonna to end up, and not only that you're going to lose that, that valuable cargo on the inside of you, that foundation of power, that treasure, not only are you gonna, you're going gonna to you're gonna lose that, but he says, you won't lose your life now, but there's some things, damage is going to come to your ship. This is the ship right here. <laughs> this is the ship. You know, when we disobey God, then damage comes to this ship. Amen. So now we, we run up on a storm, and it's not an uh, uh, easy storm. It's not that kind. Not, not that kind. It's very violent. Okay. Now, verse 15 says, and when the ship was caught, and could not bear up in the wind. That's that adversity. It says, uh, we let her drive. In other words, you've lost control now. So when this is why you lost control, because the flesh is leading. You, you're no longer leading. The flesh is leading. So now you've lost control. Amen? So the Bible goes on in verse number 16. says, and running under a certain island, which is called, called Clotter, we had much work to come by the boat. Now, that word clutter there, you're not going to believe what it means. It means, it means to be disabled. It means to be lame. It means to be impaired in strength. And then we are out of commission. We, Because we fail now uh, 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 to, to follow the instructions of the Lord, now we've lost control. Verse 16 says, we run up on this place. Uh, upon this land, it has put us out of circulation, out of commission. We become lame. You know about, you know, about lame? Yeah, our thoughts get lame. Our walk is lame. You know, when we become disabled, and what happens when you come become disabled? All right, now, let's see what happens when we become disabled. Amen? All right, now, verse 17 says, which when they had taken up, they used help. See, they're in a disabled condition. They're lame. They're out of commission. Now you need some help. That it, it said they use helps. H-E-L-P-S. What's the, what's the helps for? The, the aiding is to undergirding the ship and fearing at least they should fall into quicksand, uh, strife sails, and so we're driven. So what happened here is when, when we end up in that place where God told us not to go, we end up there and we become disabled because we refuse to hear what God has to say because of all those different indicators. All of a sudden now, we got to get somebody to help us. We need some aid. We need some undergirding. We need somebody to, to hold us up. Amen. To hold us up. You know how it was with Moses when he was on the hill and he had those two men there, uh, Aaron and her. They held up his arms because he had gotten tired. See, when we become disabled or we become lame, we need some help. Some folks don't want no help. Now, but see, the thing is, when we come to the understanding, oh, I, I can't do this by myself. I need some help. Amen. And the reason why I need some help, I'm not walking right because I'm lame. I mean, I'm, I, have anybody ever been out of commission? I've been out of commission before. And then the only way I can get back into commission, I needed some help. Amen. And, some, and sometimes people, I don't know if y'all know them or not, Sometimes people, uh, in general, are too prideful to ask for help. Amen. I mean, knowing you're sinking, knowing, knowing the ship is going down, but we won't ask for help. Amen. I mean, uh, sometimes we, we, we can have such a need, and, and because of pride, we refuse to ask for help. We're starved then. Sit in the darkness then. Amen. Amen. But make sure you you listen to all the indicators before you got in that condition. Now that they got to throw that in there too. Amen. So, because there are always indicators now. Because 
No, thank you, Holy Spirit. He should restrain that one. I, I got you. Thank you. I'm kidding. You know, give him that one. Amen. Amen. So we need some help. We need somebody to, to undergird us, to hold us up, to help us do what needs to be done. Now, in verse number 18 says, And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day, watch what happens now. Watch what happens. You, you, you got some help. But what? sometimes the help is just as off track. Thank you, Holy, Holy Spirit, for that word. Off track as the one they're trying to help. Now, watch what happens. It says, and we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they what? They lightened the load. They lightened the ship. In other words, they start throwing stuff overboard. You know, getting rid of stuff. But sometimes we got to make sure we're getting rid of the right stuff. Amen. Because sometimes we can get rid of the wrong stuff. Amen. So, and verse number 19 says, And the third day, day of resurrection, it says, We cast with our own hands the tackling of the ship. In other words, they just start pulling out everything. They just want to get rid of everything. Because, see, they were going down. They were going down. They just they didn't seek the Holy Spirit and say, What do I need to throw overboard? overboard? What do I need to get rid of? They just took their own hands and they just started taking stuff. They're throwing away stuff. Sometimes we can throw away good things, things that we need. You know, thinking that, well, I don't need it. Yeah, you do. You, you don't ever know when it's, you're going to need it again. Amen. You, you, you get to hold on to some things now. But you got to make sure, and we're talking about in the realm of the Spirit now, you don't make sure you don't toss overboard the wrong things. Now, here's the fourth indicator. The fourth indicator. We're talking about indicators now. Because if we didn't hit the storm, because we missed the first three indicators. Now, we hit the storm. So here's the fourth indicator. Fourth indicator says, And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all what all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. The fourth indicator are dark days. Dark days. That's the, that's the fourth indicator. Because we've, we've been operating under the flesh. And there's no good, as Paul says, there's no good in our flesh. So now, all of a sudden, because we're trying to do it in our own power. Thank you, Holy Spirit. They're beginning to throw things aboard, throw things aboard. Trying to do it in our own power. All of a sudden, we got some dark, dark days. We're sitting there in dark days. Got some people around us like Job, but they're all in, in dark days. Amen. Now you got some dark days going on. And all of a sudden, it's like all hope is gone. I, I, I just don't know what I'm going to do because it looks so dim. It looks so dark. I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. It's dark days. The sun don't seem to shine. No, no day is a good day. How you feeling? Oh, you know, it's just like this. Well, um, ha, ha, ha. Are, you, are you joyful today? Uh, um, God bless you today. You have a wonderful morning. No, you don't let me tell you how bad it was. And the, uh, dog days. Dog days. Dog days. What about I'm I'm not so much. Yeah, I do know I'm blessed and highly favored. Amen. But I'm not just saying that just to be saying that. I'm saying it because I know it. I'm blessed and highly favored. You know, not no, oh, oh, it's me. No, no, no. See, that's them dog days. That that's those that's an indicator. That's the indicator, those dog days. Like, ain't nothing going to work out. Those are dog days. Now, let's see verse number 21. So let me show you how beautiful God is, how also our God is. You know, in our own stupidity, can I say that for us? Because sometimes the word talks about it. Simple-minded, you know, you see evil, foresee evil, you keep on going, keep on passing through. <laughs> now, verse 21 says, but after a long what? Absence. Paul stood forth in the midst of them. Sometimes God will not speak. He'll just wait. He'll wait to see what you're going to do. It says, after a long absence, that's when God began to speak again. Because sometimes it takes a lot of stuff to make us hear. Amen. It takes a lot of uh, uh, adversity, a lot of stuff going, being gone through before we will take the time to hear what God is saying. So God has a way. He speaks. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We never enter into anything before, until the Holy Spirit speaks to us before we enter into it. Holy Spirit will always warn us before we take off on our voyage. Amen. Life is a voyage. Life is a journey. The Holy Spirit will teach us and he will speak to us 
That is his job. He spoke here in the previous verse, told him, don't set sail, that you're going to have some, some things going on there. You're going to lose some stuff. Your life will be lost, but you're going to lose some stuff. But now, as he lets us go through all this stuff, you know, he can let us go through all this stuff. All of a sudden, here it is right now. He says, but after a long after, now the word speaks. Why? Because now he thinks you're ready to hear. Because it takes a, most time it takes a beat down to get us to hear. Amen. We got to have a beat down. Amen. We have to have a beat down. And we don't get no beat down. We'll keep going the wrong way. Amen. Amen. I've been there. I'm not talking about anything I don't know. I have already experienced. Amen. So, but, but the Holy Spirit, our God, he is, he is so wonderful. He, he's so caring, so loving. Hallelujah, God. He, he's, he's all of that. I'm telling you. And then he says, but after a long answer, so brother, I got to wait a while to make you here, make you to get your attention. So then he says, right in the midst of that, he speaks to you. He says, sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete, not to operate in your flesh, and to have gained this harm and love. In other words, that at this point, the Holy Spirit reprimands us. So we, we need a little whooping. You know, that, that, the, you know the, we need to be beat a little bit. Amen. He reprimands us. And, and he tells us why he has to reprimand us. He reminds us, you never should have said sail. That's what the word says. That's what he's saying. You know, you never should have said sail. You should have listened. Have anybody ever been to the point where, oh, when, when, whenever, whatever happens, it's all written done, we say, mm, I should have listened. Can I put them all up? My feet too? I mean, I mean, I won't put them all up. I should have listened. You know, well, that's what the Holy Spirit says. He said, you should have listened. You would not have suffered this loss or damage. But God is good. He said, but I'm going to take care of your life. I ain't going to let you die now. Because he said, I got some plans for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. See, that, that's more to the end of the story. Amen. He's, but you got to get reprimanded now. Got to get reprimanded. It says, verse number 22 says, And now I exhort you to be of what? Good cheer. Now he said, be of good courage. For I have been through a storm. that lost everything. And God, now you're telling me, be of good cheer, be of good courage. He says, yes, be of good cheer, be of good courage. He says, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. That has got some consequences to our actions. Always got to have some consequences. Don't have any consequences, then we'll keep on doing the same thing over and over and over. And that's what you call insanity. Amen. Now, verse number 23 says, for there stood, now the word speaks, for there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am. You see how Paul calls himself an angel? In other words, he really is. Because, see, and I'll, I'll go back to it again. In our, in our uh, present state, before we came in with spirits, when we leave back, the word of God talks about we will be as the angels or equal to the angels in the, in the transformation. So he says, uh, for there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve. Now, verse 24 says, saying, fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Seizure. Hmm. Seizure means to be finished. In other words, that's, that your work is not yet finished. You, your destination you have not yet reached. But you've got to get there. Even though you're going to go through some things, God has a place that he's destined for you to be. And we're going to see that too. He's, he says, And lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. And then he talks about how be it we must be cast upon a certain hour. Now, let's go to Acts chapter number 23. We're almost done. Acts 23. We're talking about indicators. Acts 23. And looking at verse number 11. Acts chapter number 23. See, when God gives us a, a, a assignment, He always, don't, He never tells us what's in the middle. He gives us an assignment over here. But He never tells us all the stuff. God said, all the hell we got to go through through here. He don't tell us that part. Because most times we wouldn't we wouldn't start. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even get on the finish line, on, on, on the starting line. You know what I'm saying? Now, if I knew before, oh, no, this sister wouldn't go. I'm just being real. Amen. This sister would not go. But he, he gives us our assignment, never tells us what's, what we're going to be facing in the middle. 
But then he'll, he'll tell us about the destination where we, get, where we get to go to. Now, Acts chapter number 23, verse number 11. It says, And the night following, the Lord stood by him, and he said, Be of good cheer. He says, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. Now, the word Rome there means strength and it means power. So what's happening here is, is that he had given him his assignment, told him where he had to go, where he was going to end up. He had to go to Rome. He had to go to a place of strength and power, okay? He had already done his, test, his testifying there in Jerusalem, a place of peace. See, there are times in our life when it's peaceful and we're able to testify, okay? So now he's saying now, but your next, your final assignment is to get to Rome. And, and to get to Rome means that's when you're going to get some strength and power. Now, let's go to Acts chapter number 20, 28. Acts chapter number 28. Talking about this indicator. Acts chapter number 28. Are we there? We're going to wrap this up. Amen. Acts chapter number 28, beginning at verse number 26. Okay? Now, verse 26 it says, Saying, go unto this people and say, Hearing ye shall hear. See, he had to go tell somebody something. Folks at Rome, okay? Sometimes it's like when people think they know, it's hard to tell them anything. So, so you got to let it happen, happen. Amen. Whatever's going to happen has got to happen. Amen. Now, verse number 28 and Acts number, uh, yeah, Acts 28, verse number 26, it says, Saying, Go unto this people and say, Hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand. That's a sad commentary. It's <laughs> sad commentary. Hearing, ye shall hear and shall not understand. You know, unless you really listen, you really cannot understand what somebody's saying. Uh, because when you, you have to make sure you repeat what they're saying to make sure you understand. So here in the word it says, Hearing, ye shall hear, and ye shall not understand. And seeing, ye shall see and not perceive. You, 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 you don't get it. You know, you, you, you're seeing it, but you don't, you don't really get it. That's why... Sometimes uh, uh, you can have a number of people in the same room and everybody don't hear the same thing. <laughs> That's because the, the hearing and the seeing is off. Amen. Because some like, have you ever been in a room like that? I'm like, I didn't hear that. I didn't see that. But the hearing, it, it goes back. It's in the Word. It's nothing that's just new under the sun because God got it all in the Word. He says, he said, wait a minute here. The eyes, have they closed? Okay, verse 2, yeah. And not perceive. They, they, they can see. And seeing ye shall see and not perceive. But look at 27. 27 says, For the heart of this people is wax gross. It's a, it's, a, it's a heart problem. They got a heart problem. And their ears are what? Dull of hearing. And their eyes have been what? Closed. They don't have no vision. No, no vision. He said, Lest they shall see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart. And should be what? Converted. You wonder why some folks not converted? Well, there's the answer right there. Because they can't see. They don't hear. They don't have no vision. They don't have no perception. Because the word says right there, he says, the eyes are closed, the hearing is dull, and, and they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart should be converted, and I should heal them. Well, let me read that again. For the heart of this people is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart. See, there's no understanding. There's no comprehension there. And should be converted. See, if we did all those three things, we could be converted in everything. We could walk in the Spirit and not be worried about fulfilling the desires of the flesh according to the Word of God. Amen? Then he says, and I should do what? Heal them. Amen? So he goes, it's, I hear your Holy Spirit. He says, what's, what's happening now, what God is saying is this. You are going to be a messenger. You're going to be a carrier. You are carriers. And because you're carriers, that's why all the adversity and all these things are coming up against you. But you've got to make, reach this destination because you've got a word to give. You have got a word to give. You may not understand you've got a word to give, but you've got a word to give. You've got a message to carry. Amen. All hell will break loose, but you've got a message to carry. Amen. Now, what it says, verse number 28 says, Be it known therefore unto you 
that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles and that they will and that they will hear it. Now, understand something. You might have been trying to witness to some folk right around here or somebody you know on your job or some family members and they don't hear you. God said, listen, time's up. He said, time's up. You got another place. You got another mission. There's somebody else now you got to carry this to. There's somebody else you got to speak it to. Amen. Because he says now, he said now, uh, uh, God is sending to the Gentiles and they will hear. Where you're going now, the very person that God is sending to you, uh, that, uh, that class of people God is sending you to, they're going to hear you. They're going to hear the message. Amen. He, he, you're going to hear the message. And look at dropping down to verse number 30. It says, And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him. Watch 31. Watch what your message has to be. Verse 31 says, Preaching the what? The kingdom of God. Not preaching church. Because right now the world looks like the church and the church looks like the world. So you can't preach church. So you've got to preach the kingdom. And where is the kingdom? The kingdom is on the inside of you. The kingdom is nothing but a foundation of power. Every believer has that foundation of power. So this is what has to be preached. He says preaching the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of man. Because we've got a lot of men that got their own kingdom. They think they have anyway. Amen. It says preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all what? Confidence. No man forbidding him. In other words, you're going to be so full of power because you done been through some stuff and you, you've been able to, uh, as this, uh, 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 Peter wanted to walk on the water and he did for a moment, amen, until he took his eyes off Jesus. But now, where you're going, you, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Where you're going and the message that you're going to carry, God said, I've already equipped you through your storm. You've been equipped. Some of us think, okay, I can't do that. No, God says you have already been equipped. And when you go, your message is going to be about preaching the kingdom of God. You're going to be preaching about the foundation of power. And the kingdom is power, y'all. We All we got to do is activate it. It's power. But remember now, remember, there's four indicators. Four indicators. We can remember those indicators. When it seems like progress is slow, you better remember that. That's an indicator. Don't, don't try to make it happen. You know how sometimes we try to make stuff happen? It ain't God. We're making it happen. No. You can't make it happen. This thing is in God's time. And then when you realize, okay, something is going wrong, and, I, and we still refuse to hear because we got dull of hearing, then what happens in the, the, the Holy Spirit, he will speak to us. And he will tell us what will happen if we keep going down the same pathway that we're going down. Amen. And I think that I praise my God. Amen. Because when that storm comes, you know, I, I, and, and I start doing things in my own self to try to ease it up. Let me tell you something. If God got something going on in your life, you make sure. If you want, you're around somebody and seem like they've been hit, the storm right out the wall, like that, boom, boom, boom. You just be careful you don't get too close. Because you might mess around and get some of that. Amen. Amen. Because you don't know what, 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 what that situation is or what may have caused it to happen. Amen. So you got to learn about Step back and kind of watch from a distance. Huh. Watch from a distance. Let me see what's really going on here. Amen. But then God will speak again. God will speak again. And he will reprimand us. He will give us a little whooping. You know, he give us a little whooping. He won't do it too bad. He gives us a little whooping. But he gives us encouragement as well. Amen. So let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We just thank him. We praise God. Amen. For his word. Amen. We're just blessed and honored. Uh, we are going to do communion this morning. Amen. And we're thankful. And we're grateful. It's good to see everybody. Um, you know, sometimes we... we uh, when we go home, y'all, we just need to go ahead and get us some more rest because our bodies need it. I see it. Amen. But the thing is, God is saying to them, be a good cheer. Be a good cheer. Be a good cheer. You know, um, last um, Sunday, I think Dr. Manley showed about uh, the um, House of Destiny Ministries in Libya. 
Um, I think he showed you about Pastor Lawrence Anthony. And I've sent out prayer requests uh, to those that are on the uh, prayer request, the intercession uh, team. And Mr. Marcellette is over the intercessory uh, prayer team. So if you have any uh, requests apart from the one that we send, make sure you get them to her and uh, uh, we'll get them sent out. But um, that Monday, after we showed the, the film on that Sunday, that Monday he was contracted with malaria. And uh, he went to the clinic and had some treatment done. And he goes back, to my understanding, I think this Tuesday uh, to see how he is faring. He's been, he's been down. Ever since we heard that, now he's been down. See, anytime you're walking close with God or you're about to embark on the, the mission of God, just know that you're going to come under attack. If some of y'all have been up under attack, it's because where you're going. It's because what you're doing for the kingdom. It's happening. Sometimes we don't want to be so close, you know, because the attacks upon our individual lives. But it's what you're carrying and where you're going and the message that you have. So we, we thank God and we praise God. And, and Lil Jarrell, we have not forgotten about your baptism. We're working on it. Uh, just making sure everything's in, in, in its proper place. And um, Sometime in November, um, we're going to do it. I'm just waiting until after this week is over. And uh, we're going to have the, the baptism. Amen. So we just thank and praise God for for him. That, that young man who says, I want to be one with Christ. Amen. One with Christ. And so we're... We're thankful and grateful. I don't know how many people want CDs. I didn't ask. So my mind was on the commune. Um, so we're just going to ask that we uh, prepare our minds and our hearts uh, to do commune. Uh, identifying with the Lord, the Lord, you know, just being at peace and Just thanking him. Just thanking him for who he is and what uh, he means to all of us. And really thanking him for what he did. It was by the shedding of his blood. The shedding of his blood that makes a difference. Shedding of his blood. We have to make sure that we discern the body. Sometimes people misunderstand what that scripture actually means. We don't do a ritual every first Sunday and dressed in white. Tradition, we don't do that. But we have to discern the body to make sure the body is ready, ready to to receive uh, what God would have us to receive. Amen. Amen. And we're thankful and we are grateful. I love the Lord today. I don't know about y'all, but I love him. Amen. 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 I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him so much. And I am ever so grateful, ever so thankful for what he did. He paid a price that I could not pay. And he didn't let me carry that charge that I rightly deserved. <laughs> 